Hey everyone, it's Jasmine from Jasmine's Astrology, but you can call me Jay. And for today's episode, I'm going to chat about the astrology of July 8th through 14th. But first, if you do enjoy these forecasts, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. It's super helpful and it's super free. And if you want to support my work further, you can always check out my website, jasminesastrology.com for consultations and other offerings. And for any and all of the transits I talk about in this episode, you know you can always personalize them further by looking at the houses these transits are taking place in in your chart. And for more info on what the houses represent, you can grab your free copy of my houses PDF at the link in the show notes. So second week of July, Mercury is really in the spotlight this week as it forms aspects with both Neptune and Pluto. It will also be changing signs into Leo and then Mars will be changing signs into Virgo, which is the earthly domicile of Mercury. And actually that's all kind of taking place within this three day window. So the 9th, 10th and 11th of July, might have a more mentally stimulating energy. And with both Mars and Mercury changing signs, there could be some loose ends getting wrapped up in certain areas of life while new beginnings arise in others. So let's dive right in. We will begin on July 9th at 7.55 p.m. Eastern when Mercury in Cancer will trine Neptune retrograde in Pisces at 27 degrees. This is a bit of a dreamy vibe to end the weekend on or maybe a slow and hazy start to the work week, kind of depending on where you live. Neptune always tends to slow things down and encourage us to kind of shut off or shut out the external world and all of its noise in favor of focusing on what's internal or even what's just directly in front of us. So we're not thinking about all of those long-term things. We're not thinking even about, you know, tomorrow. We're thinking about like what's right now in this present moment. And that's because Neptune can make things so foggy and hazy. And so it, it tries to bring our focus back to exactly what we can see. Uh, so it can be super helpful for keeping us in the present moment. And it does kind of shut the brain off in a way especially in combination with Mercury, the very mental planet. So, you know, this isn't a day for details and data and deadlines. It's a feel your way into things sort of day and sort of aspect. It's an energy that really prioritizes intuition, spiritual connection, and creative impulses. Neptune can be really tricky to navigate because It can relate to sluggishness and lethargy, but in a trine, it's almost as though we're encouraged to sink into that slower pace. Now, one of my teachers, Kelly Surtees, always talks about how Neptune transits can remind us that we are human beings, not human doings, which under a more difficult configuration, like say a square, can feel really challenging. But again, under the trine, it's more like we can go with that flow a little easier and just allow the more mellow vibes to take over. The energy is much more flexible under the trine, and so we can more easily adapt to that slower pace. 
there's something about this combo and the watery nature of it all that keeps giving me this image of like sitting out in the afternoon sun by the water and you're like feeling a little buzzed, maybe not even from any kind of like alcohol or drugs or anything, but like just from the sun itself and the sort of relaxed vibes, the sounds of the water. It's just like kind of high on life, but not not exactly just like afternoon sun buzz. This is not a great day for making any big decisions or commitments, especially with Neptune being retrograde, but also Mercury right now is still combust the sun. It's still very close to the sun. And so it's not seeing things as clearly as possible. Instead, it's really perfect for zoning out or doing something creative or just like having a nap. You know, you might even have some super interesting dreams on that day. Neptune can also make us a little more sensitive. And I think that's particularly possible given that this is a water sign trying aspect. So be extra gentle on yourself and others. Don't expect any concrete answers today. Allow for space, allow space for uncertainty in feelings and mood. Neptune can really dissolve boundaries and barriers. And then with Mercury being that planet of communication, we just might not have the words that we need to express ourselves super clearly, but we may be able to channel emotions into creative or spiritual practices that much easier. We could also find ourselves having a meaningful conversation with a loved one, but we might also just feel very internal. We could be having that meaningful conversation with ourselves. Then on July 10th at 7.40 a.m., Mars will move into Virgo and it will be there until August 27th. So Mars hasn't been in Virgo since like August and September of 2021. That's pretty normal. Mars typically doesn't hit each sign within that 12-month calendar period. So This house and the topics and relationships it governs are about to get a boost of momentum and drive that might be feeling sorely needed at this point. Mars can really help us to initiate and take action on new plans and projects or, um, you know, reignite the passion around current projects that have maybe been suffering from a lack of motivation or passion Uh, And that will be, you know, focused in on that Virgo area of life. And even though Virgo is an earth sign, it's ruled by Mercury. And so it does have a cerebral mental quality. And so this is a more cerebral and analytical version of Mars. This is the kind of Mars that is motivated by and spurred into action through the understanding of something. You know, Virgo loves to take things apart and understand the function of all the pieces involved. And in understanding those details, our willingness to act is sort of supercharged. We're emboldened by seeing how the nuts and the bolts make the bigger structure. And we're also going to feel driven to make those structures work really efficiently. Mars tends to quicken the pace, and through the lens of Virgo, 
we quicken the pace by making sure things are working to the best of their ability. So like think about how the human body, um, think about the human body and how when each system in the body is working efficiently, we can function as humans at that higher level. Or like, I mean, I don't really know anything about cars, but all the different parts of the car are, you know, you don't have any lights flashing, like everything's working up to speed. And then as a whole, the car is like in really good condition. I have no idea if any of that made sense. I probably shouldn't have tried to do a car analogy. Maybe we'll break it down to the digestive system because typically Virgo rules the digestive system. So you have all these different parts of digestion. You know, the stomach is working on breaking things down with the stomach acid and um, the liver is providing enzymes. The gallbladder is providing certain um, enzymes to help break fats down, et cetera, et cetera. So like when each, when something isn't working to its full efficiency in one area, the greater whole, there's like a tax on it. So Virgo is like, okay, let's figure out like which part isn't working well. Let's, you know, take it apart break it down, see what we can do to make it more efficient. And then the whole thing is running efficiently. And then you get that Mars speed in there and it's like, boom, boom, boom. Hopefully that made more sense. This is a very strategic placement for Mars. It's a good time for researching and planning. It's a time when we might be taking very specific actions in service of a very particular goal. I'm really a fan of Mars in Virgo as I think the grounded earth energy of Virgo can help to slow Mars down even just a little bit and just give it a better sense of focus and endurance. Mars can tend to have us acting first and thinking later, especially when it's in like a fire sign. Um, But I think Virgo tempers this a little bit and puts an emphasis on having the right information to support the best action. And once Mercury joins Mars in Virgo on July 28th, all of these themes will be even more strengthened and supported since Mercury will then be ruling over Mars from Virgo itself, from one of its home signs. And more on that later this month, of course. But for now, speaking of Mercury... On the same day, at 4.45 p.m., Mercury in Cancer will make an opposition with Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 29 degrees. This is all about giving voice to something that might be sensitive or tender or difficult to talk about or even something that might be, you know, considered taboo, whether in society or amongst, probably because we're talking about Cancer Capricorn, probably amongst people that you consider family, uh, your nearest and dearest, your loved ones. This combo really highlights how having these potentially difficult and awkward conversations can help to strengthen the trust and intimacy that we have with people. Because, you know, even though it can be so hard to share vulnerable sides of yourself or address an issue that is a little sticky and tricky to navigate, getting it out in the open can create that stronger bond, can create that deepened intimacy, can create a better sense of safety and deeper connections between people. 
This aspect might also be about a difference of opinion, you know, the opposition between one person's data and facts and another person's data and facts. And I think the invitation here might be to try and understand both sides of the coin to seek a deeper and more inclusive truth about whatever topic the difference of opinion is showing up in. Staying open to more information could be really helpful because Pluto tends to get us feeling a little obsessive about things and we might find ourselves getting a little obsessed with our own points of view, like really digging the heels in. And that's not usually helpful when trying to navigate differences. Although, I mean, obviously situation-based, there's no need to compromise your safety or boundaries or, you know, like core truths just to make someone else happy. That obsessive thinking could show up a bit more positively with you just getting really zeroed in on researching or studying something, Um, but the opposition does suggest maybe something a little more crunchy. But yeah, it can be intense as all Pluto aspects can be. And with the Cancer Capricorn axis highlighted here, you might find that a piece of information about the past comes to light, or maybe you learn something about your family or ancestry, like some kind of truth is coming to the surface, and maybe you're the one who's digging for that truth. Maybe you're the one that's unearthing all of these things, you know? Maybe you're digging through, parsing through your memories, trying to understand something more fully to have a a broader perspective. This can also be about revelatory conversations. You know, you might discover a piece of information that like totally blows your mind and then completely shifts your thinking. A lot of times Pluto will take us to these depths that we didn't realize we could even go to or that even existed. And when we allow ourselves to go to those depths, we often find a lot of, you know, quote unquote, buried treasure or maybe some buried trash, but we still find it and we still get a greater sense of meaning and understanding from finding it. And I love that this is the last aspect for Mercury before it heads into Leo because it's gaining all of this important insight and information and, and, you know, this access to be able to sort of transform uh, the thinking, transform the mindset. And then when it moves into Leo, it's going to feel so much more confident in expressing all of that. So let's get into that because that's next up. On July 11th at 12.10 a.m., Mercury will move into Leo. It's only going to be there until July 28th. So you definitely want to take advantage. And, you know, as is the case for all planets in Leo, this is a very expressive and bold version of Mercury. With Mercury in Leo, we are ready to say something out loud. We are ready to share, to express ourselves, to be bold in our communication. Our thinking, our mental processes, our communicative interactions become more vibrant and colorful and big. The energy is much more future focused in Leo than it was in Cancer. You know, in Cancer, there's a nostalgic quality or an interest in learning more about our past. But in Leo, it's all about moving forward and creating a vision or acting on our visions for the future. 
this combo can help us to be more vocal, perhaps with our ideas or our wants and needs, and especially with whatever topics are in your own personal Leo house. It's also a combo that helps us to take pride in what we have to offer in terms of communication and networking and the sharing of ideas. There's a heightened confidence here. So if you've been holding back on something that's maybe a little nerve wracking, this might offer you the boost of confidence and boldness that you need. We're going to find ourselves mentally stimulated and inspired or drawn towards the ideas that make us feel alive and fired up. We'll be attracted to conversations and philosophies that are uplifting and inspiring. We're going to be a little more decisive with Mercury and Leo. It is a fire sign, and so things tend to move a little quicker, even though it is a fixed fire sign. All fire signs still have an inherent quality of movement, of forward movement, forward momentum. And Leo is ruled by the sun, which gives a certain amount of clarity and wisdom as well. So we're certainly more decisive than when Mercury was in Cancer, where it had to more closely navigate the emotions of every situation, as well as, you know, being governed by the fluctuations of the moon. And that clarity extends to how we express ourselves, too. And we might be much bolder than we're used to, cutting to the chase on certain topics. But it's because we're feeling so inspired and excited about what we're thinking and what we're sharing. And we'll just be able to uh, express ourselves better. We'll be able to more clearly state the things that we need or more clearly state who we are or or who we want to be or where we want to go. Things just feel a lot clearer. We might also feel at ease with letting something go from the past, which will be amplified once the sun moves into Leo later this month as well. But as we step out of that protective shell of cancer and the energy that draws us towards the past, we're ready to shed old thinking patterns and ideals and look towards what could be possible and and all of the possibilities of moving forward. And then finally for this week on July 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern, the sun in Cancer will sextile Uranus in Taurus at 22 degrees. Now, anyone who listens regularly will probably know by now that Uranus is the game changer. Uranus is the planet that helps us to step outside of our comfort zone and do something different. It's what helps us to break patterns and routines and to open ourselves to greater authenticity and freedom in doing so. So anytime Uranus is in the mix, there is this invitation to try something different, to think outside the box, to say yes when you'd normally say no or vice versa. And this isn't always easy, of course, like for a lot of people, stepping outside the comfort zone is really scary. I will include myself in that. It is not always easy to do something different or to think in a different way. Um, It can be really vulnerable and Uranus can also be very shocking in the way that it shows up. Like it can bring about these changes from out of left field. And it's like out of nowhere, something happens that make us, that makes us change course, that makes us shift direction. And 
eventually that leads to something more authentic, but the initial surprise, that initial adjustment can be pretty prickly. However, I don't think that's necessarily the case with this particular Uranus aspect. I mean, first off, it is a sextile, which is a very supportive and encouraging configuration. You can think of a sextile as like two planets holding hands across the cosmos and walking together in whatever direction they're moving. They're working together. They're collaborating. So here we have the sun and Uranus in a collaboration working together across water and earth signs, which brings a very gentle quality. And this aspect is really about a freedom to be more fully you, to be more of your genuine self. And even though the sun in cancer can be a little reserved, a little protective, Uranus can be that little nudge or probably a big push to help us just go for it anyways. There could be a chance uh, for some kind of liberation around the body and the environment, which are, you know, very Taurus themes um, or liberation to do with home and family uh, or, you know, vulnerable and tender topics, which are more cancer themes. Perhaps it's a chance to break free from some kind of tradition or domestic routine that no longer really speaks to you or allows you to be your most full self. Of course, you'll also want to look to your own Taurus and Cancer houses and ask yourself, how do those topics and relationships within those houses support you in being authentic? Or how might they support you moving forward? And and what might need to change in order for that to happen? So maybe there's ways that they block you from being your whole authentic self. And so how might that change moving forward? Because of the sextile, these changes will most likely be welcome, and it might even feel like a return to something that is familiar and comfortable, given that the sun is in cancer, but it's like something familiar that has changed just enough that it's like much more right, quote unquote, like it just feels better. It feels more right than it used to. Okay. That's what I've got for you all this time around. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions about this week's forecast. Let me know how the astrology of July is playing out for you so far. How is that full moon in Capricorn for you? Have you started to notice any prominent themes from Leo Uh, excuse me, from Venus in Leo that you think might be, you know, might become part of your Venus retrograde story. I would love to hear about any and all of it. You can always drop a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or send me a DM on Instagram at Jasmine's Astrology. And thank you all so much for listening. And until we meet again next week, I will catch you in the cosmos.